And today I am joined, as per usual, by Ian. Hello, hello. And we have a special guest with us today, Sarah Birchfield. Hello! And we are going to be moving on in our Advent series, um, talking about uh, the first week of Advent and what uh, it stands for uh, traditionally, and um, covering all that jazz. (laughs) I thought you were going to so, be like uh, traditionally, metaphorically, <laughs> philosophically, <laughs> philosophically, personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, none of that. <laughs> All right. Full disclosure we're off to a semi rocky start. We've had some tech issues. <laughs> we had a full, crazy, like, I don't even know how to explain audio event happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sarah's phone was possessed. <laughs> if I can figure it out, I will put a blooper at the end for what happened. But I'm also afraid well, to put a blooper at the end because it is so disturbing that I don't want people to like drive off the road or like we'll have, have to, to put like, like a their headphones. We'll have to put out an audio warning like loud noises, turn volume down. Oh no! <laughs> warning: upsetting audio at the end. Oh, <laughs> I mean, whenever I'm in a theater. You're upsetting audio? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) That means that I'm always that person in the back who's laughing too loud. That's true. Uh, The movies is like a very interactive experience. (laughs) Anyways, moving forward. We're talking about hope this week. We are moving forward in our event series. um, And... On Sunday of this week, we kind of released our intro uh, to this series where we're talking about kind of the reasons why we would talk about Advent, what we hope people will get from it. We challenged everybody to read Isaiah, um, some verses in Isaiah that kind of um, outline some of the prophecy that we'll be talking about this week. Mm -hmm. So in Isaiah 9, 1 through 7, uh, it talks a lot about... um, just different predictions and prophecy that um, Isaiah was telling to the people of Jerusalem. Um, and that's where we're kind of going to pick up today because pop quiz in Advent, there's five candles and the first candle is purple. Hope. What? <laughs> purple. Yeah, it's purple. It's also okay. hope. It's purple. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes it's purple. It is purple, but it is also hope. Yes, you're right. It stands for hope. Yeah, it's called the prophet's candle. Good job, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) It is purple. Sometimes. Um, And it symbolizes hope. So we are going to kind of chat about 
kind of what that means. So I'll throw it out to you guys. What do you think of when you think of hope? What comes to mind? Well, I usually think of like the phrase expectantly waiting. Mm-hmm. And and then for some reason, it kind of makes me think of um, like a prisoner. Like if you think about <laughs> Count of Monte Cristo and like, the dark cell and like looking out at the light where there's the the bars on the window and like a bird that flies there mm-hmm. like I just think about like that hope that someday they're going to be free okay so you like <laughs> it's, pretty, <laughs> it's pretty bleak <laughs> so tomorrow is another day <laughs> that's the kind of hope that I think about <laughs> Oh, that's great. Ian, what do you think of when you think of hope? Do you think of prison? I I don't, but I can get where Sarah's coming from with that. Um, when I think of hope, I generally, um, I think, I think of just like different prayers that I've prayed over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of like, it's going to sound cliche, but like hope in the gospel. Yeah. Um just prov- just thinking through like God's provision and just how his promises are good and how God has always kept those throughout um, my life, but also thinking more so like throughout all of the generations, that's what gives me the most hope. And when I think of hope, that's my first thought. Right. So kind of just like things we're hoping for, like, yeah, yeah. that's like that song. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't matter what I see. My hope will always be in your promises to me. Uh, yes. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's good. Um, so in thinking about, you know, we're in this Unto Us series and the kind of, you know, the thought we're focusing on with this episode is Unto Us, hope is given. Mm-hmm. So in thinking about hope as this gift that we're um, given, like specifically at this time of year but also just like as a people that we always have um i think it's interesting because i think that like hope as an idea is like kind of uh elusive Mm -hmm. and like uh it seems kind of like murky like i feel like other things we have like a pretty good idea for when we like think about them especially in terms of christmas like i think about like all the words that you see maybe like stitched on a christmas pillow believe <laughs> like joy yeah or <laughs> peace uh mary jo- yeah joy is a big one so it's like all, all those seem like oh yeah but hope is like i think a little more confusing um which i think is okay because I think that the point of this and the point of our discussion today will be that hope is sometimes hard. <laughs> and uh, it is something that we're given. So it's like a gift that is something we already have, which is great, but also like, you know, just might be complicated. Um, when I think of hope, I always think of this Emily Dickinson quote from a poem. Mm-hmm that she wrote and it's um hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all and i just think about how like if we picture like hope like perched in our soul and just like beautifully singing like i love it because on one hand it's like very beautiful it's a lot prettier than a jail cell very beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah that's what he said 
prison. I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) We're not the same. (laughs) Um, So I think, like, that's very, like, I just like, you know, the idea of, like, this little bird that's just, like, perched and singing nonstop. Mm -hmm. But then it's also, it also makes me think of, like, how, like, this little bird that's, like, perched uh, in your soul. Like, I just think, like, there's, like, a fragility to that. Uh, that makes it seem like it could stop or go away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, birds aren't really known for their like fortitude. <laughs> Unless think. they're like the big birds, like like yeah, vulture, like a bird of prey. Yeah. <laughs> or like yeah, yeah. But when I think of like the bird that's perched in my soul, it's not a bird of prey. It's like a sparrow. <laughs> bird it's like one of those birds that's flown into the glass doors and like maybe it's dead or maybe it will revive itself and fly away (laughs) (laughs) um so i just think about like uh how like we talk about hope in terms of like christmas story Mm -hmm. and thinking about um like what hope meant for the people like that were waiting on a messiah so like what could we say that their like hope was anchored in well they were thinking a lot about like the politics of the movement they were like well i mean Mm -hmm. even in like isaiah they were very much you know living in their own (laughs) just sin loving the things that they loved thinking that they knew everything that was good and what was right and um, not really living mm-hmm. for God. But there were like, there were all these, these cycles of judges, these Kings, these really selfish religious leaders. And yet like when they heard the prophets, it was like, they didn't really realize that it was going to be somebody who was going to be riding in on a donkey. Somebody who was going to be born in a little cave somewhere. Mhm. Or somebody who would die, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I just think about how um like in you know the days of like those like faithful people who are gathered who were like waiting to hear from the prophets or like who who did believe, who were you know committed, mm-hmm. who were convinced that that's like what they needed, that they needed the Messiah. I just think about how, like, they were, like, probably so desperate to hear from the prophets or to hear somebody talk about, like, an ancient text, like, they didn't, or, like, a um, sacred text, like, they didn't have access to that, and they were just kind of, like, waiting uh, for, like, to hear something encouraging, Hmm. Um, and I just think about, like, how that probably, like, really filled them with hope, Yeah, because they were, like, oh yeah that is like the thing that we're waiting for like that's the that's gonna be the ticket to to solve all of this um even if they didn't have like a good idea of what that would look like yeah well that and there was just a lot of stuff that they were choosing not god at the time so a lot of the things they were hearing from prophets were hey if you guys don't repent things are gonna get a lot Mm -hmm. worse yeah like this is not gonna work out for you yeah and by the way, you guys haven't repented, so you haven't, and by repenting, I mean, just like turning to God and saying like, oh God, you know what's good, you know what's right, you know, I was wrong, like there was none of that, it was like, I know what's good, <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I want to do, 
you know and so I, like Isaiah mm-hmm. and some of the other prophets were just like hey and then finally they were they were taken captive but it right they were like hey this is yeah. gonna be it's gonna be okay uh eventually yeah eventually this will all pan out mm-hmm. um yeah and I just I think that like pretty similarly today like you know we have all of these like oh, oh sorry sorry okay does anybody else hear okay, that? does anybody else hear that yeah yeah you're echoing you're echoing did somebody put did me somebody on put me on speaker oh, oh, oh no oh no i don't understand what's different hello, hello? Okay, you sound normal again, Rachel. I can hear you, but I don't know where it went on my phone. Can you hear me still? Uh, yes. Can you hear me? I'm just gonna pretend that the thing is working. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, we'll jump Sounds back in. Sounds good. Okay, so then um, the scripture verse that we're going to be working off of for the rest of kind of our conversation today is in Hebrews six. It's Hebrews 6, 19. It says, we have this hope as an anchor for our lives, safe and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. So um, I think the first part of that is normal and self-explanatory. And the second part is weird. So we will get to the the weird. (laughs) Um, But to say that, like, uh, we don't live in the before times. I feel like, although... I feel like uh, with the pandemic, I have been talking a lot about the before times, <laughs> just meaning like before, before, before COVID. Different. But in this instance, and in talking about the before times, I mean like before Jesus, like in the generations leading up to his birth, you know, they're waiting, they're hopeful, they're waiting on, for all the things that the prophet said to come true, to come true. And post Jesus, you know, we have this hope and our hope is in uh our salvation and our hope is in that like we know what's going to happen when we die and we know that our sin is forgiven and we have all these promises that we can bank on because we live in the after times (laughs) new covenant so yeah yeah so we get to have hope in all of those things. And I like that this verse in Hebrew says, like, we have this hope as an anchor for our lives, safe and secure. So I think about, like, that's, like, really good imagery that, like, this anchor has, like, dug in and it's not moving. <laughs> and it's, like, this fixed thing. And it's not just this, like, little bird that's, like, perched <laughs> haphazardly, you know, that it's, like, uh, it's strong. And even though, like, wild things could be happening around it like the anchor's not moving and it's not um it's not like giving up any ground does that make sense that makes sense um so i really like that and i also just think that um there's like a lot of ways for us kind of in this new promise new life post jesus time where we can like tell that we're not anchored Mm -hmm. and can you guys like think of any of those indicators that like 
maybe we ourselves aren't anchored or people that we know aren't anchored or like, what does that look like? I guess playing off of the, it's an anchor in the ground. It's steadfast. It's not, it's not moving when I'm thinking of someone who, and even I've been like this at different times in my life, just all over the place, not able to focus on one thing, but just bouncing around a lot, like always rushing never taking a chance to like slow down or reflect or think, but like on a scale of like one to 10, every, every little thing, every big thing, just everything is always a 10. Like Mm -hmm. it's stressful. It's chaotic. It's not peaceful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for me, uh, like a good telltale sign that I'm not like anchored in like hope, specifically is that uh I feel really like it all just feels really like useless like it's just like what are we doing all this for <laughs> like what it's like, yeah, what's, what's the, the point? point like it doesn't turn out anyway or it doesn't work out the way I want it to anyway or like you know bad things are still happening or bad people are still getting what they want so like what is the what is the point like why why are you, do we keep mm-hmm. signing on for this? Like it's not it's not going well. Um, <laughs> and then I like that's usually like a good indicator that I need like I'm not anchored in like the hope of eternity, but also just like the hope of the gospel and like the hope that like he can renew anything. He can do whatever he wants. He's God. Um so that's usually like a pretty good indicator for me. I think about hope as kind of like the ground that we walk on where it's like, mm-hmm. it, that's the foundation. That's the stability is our, our foundation is on Jesus. Jesus is our hope. So when I'm feeling like really anxious or when I'm trying to like self-medicate with food or with television or with like just a lot of distractions, kind of like what Ian was saying about a hundred different things. Um, Like that's what I'm not really being anchored in what is like good and what is right. And sometimes it like, I'll actually be like, Oh wait, hold on a second. Like, why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we here in Toledo? Why are we here with H2O? We're here because Jesus is the best. He's the best thing that we have Mm -hmm. to offer the whole world. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I'm like binging yeah. on, you know, cookies and TV, it's like that, that doesn't feel like the, the main focus of my life. Yeah. Not that cookies or TV in themselves yeah, so- are bad, you know? <laughs> no, cookies are delicious. <laughs> That's just a, you know, TV's this wonderful. is going to be a Christmas podcast. We've got to talk about <laughs> Christmas cookies. <laughs> cookies are mm-hmm. delicious. All right. We're going to come back to the cookie question at the very end. Okay. Um, so what are some practicals we can think of for like helping to kind of like re-anchor us or to kind of sure up our footing on that ground that Sarah was talking about? Like, what would that look like practically? I think practically what this looks like in my life, at least, is I remember when I was a kid, I would try to memorize Bible verses my dad gave me this book that was just all the promises God had in the Bible. Uh-huh. So one of the first things I ever memorized were just like God's oh, promises for so me. And that 
yeah. And that has been something that has actually stuck with me and has served me so well because when I'm anxious, when I'm frustrated, I have to set time aside to slow down and think, and I just meditate and recall those verses or even just look them up again of God's promises where it's just like, God has been faithful. God has been good. I feel this way now, but I felt this way before and God still came through. So just like having that faith and having that hope that like, he'll do it again. Yeah, for sure. What a little shout out to Wednesday life group. We spent all semester going through the promises of God. Oh, Wednesday ladies. (laughs) Shout out. I, I went through Ecclesiastes and then the gospel on Wednesday for guys. So not as good, I guess, but still pretty I mean, it good. can be good. It's just not related specifically <laughs> here. Um, okay. But I liked what you were saying. And I think, too, like, I think, like, we talk about, you know, the people in the before times. And they didn't have access to, like, these sacred texts. Like, they didn't have, like, their, all their access was dependent on mm-hmm. someone else. Like, it was dependent on, uh, like, somebody telling them something or like at the very least it was dependent on somebody who could read because also not everybody could read um so like there were a lot of populations who didn't have access to that truth on their own um so like that is like a huge privilege that i think that is really easy to forget but i think that like we have to remind ourselves like we have such access And that access is, like, such a privilege, which gets us back to the weird part of the second (laughs) part of that verse that um, it says in Hebrews 6. It's after it says, we have this hope as an anchor for our lives, safe and secure. Not weird part. (laughs) Entering the weird part. It enters the inner sanctuary behind (laughs) the curtain. So this is kind of referencing um, the curtain that would hang in the temple. And behind the curtain was called, like, the Holy of Holies. And this was, like, the the most special place. And only priests could go behind the curtain into the Holy of Holies. And um, because it was believed that, like, that's where the presence of the Lord, like, dwelled. And then when Jesus comes, the curtain is gone. There is no more Holy of Holies. That, like, he is our access. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's our passcode. <laughs> um, we don't mm-hmm. need anybody to go for us because he already has. So I think about, like, in terms of, like, a gift, that is a huge gift. Like, that is huge access. Like, uh, I just think about, like, how before it was so limited and it had to look so specific and it had to be through these specific people during these specific times. And now Jesus is here and he's basically being like, nope, I'm it. I give you full <laughs> access. <laughs> Come anytime. Talk about anything you want uh, <laughs> in any way that, you know, makes sense. It's the VIP you. pass. So I just think like, yeah, it's a VIP pass. Um, it's a good way to think about it. And, you know, I... I, I, yeah, it just makes me really excited. Like, it's all, all, uh, all inclusive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think about like re anchoring, I think looks like diving into some of those like ways that we have access. Um, and then, oh, I also thought about like how I think what really stirs hope, um, it or what has stirred hope in my life 
has been like hearing stories um from other people Mm -hmm. who believe about what god has done for them and in their lives like that always like stirs hope in me so like even right now like things are challenging and hard but like there's still ways that like god is working and moving and like it gives me hope to hear those things and it gives me hope to like remember that like this isn't this may be the first time that like we're living through something like this or we're doing something like this but like this isn't the first time that like things have seemed bleak and god has done what Mm -hmm. he's going to do Mm -hmm. um so i guess like a practical would be like if you need like hope talk to the people in your (laughs) life and say like could you please could you please give me some hope no could you like could you explain could you tell me a story of a time where like you have seen god's faithfulness or could you like tell me about a time where you felt super encouraged or super close to god and i feel like those things Mm -hmm. stir hope like yeah i think sometimes when we read the bible mm -hmm. it's very much like me and jesus time but like i mean it was read to groups of people those letters were read to groups of people like we weren't meant to do this Mm -hmm. by ourselves right yeah so to make it more of a communal thing like when you're feeling down when you're feeling like (laughs) like in your prison cell (laughs) like like God is there, but so are all those other people that he's given us. We're so blessed that we get to be in such a big community of believers where there's, like, so many Mm -hmm. smaller communities throughout the world. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And again, Mm -hmm. access. Like, we have access to each other. Like, we don't have to be secretive about texting each other and saying, like, you know, like I've been thinking about this verse about hope and I'm wondering like what's giving mm-hmm. you hope lately like that doesn't have to be a secret like that is also a privilege and that's also you know the access that we were talking about yeah. we have it well and Rachel and I were talking mm-hmm. earlier um the like if we put our hope in what is like physically present here or like in what is like in our circumstances then if the things don't come through we're gonna fall you know, we're going to be distraught and discouraged. But like, mm-hmm. if we put our hope in God, put our hope in what is unseen in this world, um, knowing that we have so much joy, we have so much peace, we have so much comfort because of that, then like, that is the thing that's going to last. That's the thing that's gripping, that's grounding. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of on that same, like, <laughs> wavelength, I feel like when it's okay because I feel like in all of like in all of this thinking about like this advent series and things like that like I I don't want to fully focus on like advent in 2020 Mm -hmm. or like uh pandemic doom and gloom or like uh just like constantly like addressing that but I also feel like if we don't address it there's like this elephant that's like sucking up all the air in the room <laughs> we're just like not talking about it which just feels insane on a different level so I think like I it's hard because it's like okay and now we'll talk about what does that look like right now but I also feel like how can we not talk about what it right. looks like right now well if this was right? like last year you'd say hey yeah. what does this look like for your life presently but it wouldn't be such a big in 2020 yeah and it also wouldn't be universally like 
<laughs> kind of bad. Like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, like some people in 2019 might have been having a pleasant <laughs> time at this point. <laughs> um, so in talking about hope right now, that hope has been given to us. I just think, like, during this time, like, it is really challenging to, like, live in the dichotomy of, uh, like, having, like, hope in one hand, like, this access that we've talked about, this huge hope, and then also just, like, all the disappointments mm-hmm. that we feel in the other. And, like, we're being asked to, like, hold both of those things right now, and that's really hard. Uh, at least for mm-hmm. me, it's really hard. Because I'm a very, like, I feel more comfortable when things are more clear. So, like, in thinking about holding hope in one hand and disappointment in the other, like, how do how do we weather this time holding both? Like, are we expected to just suck it up? Do we have to, like, just die to our disappointments and just be like, this is fine? Do we put our head down, try and toughen it out? Like, what is, what's the, what's the answer? My first thought, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so depressing, um, is, you know how, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but you know how when somebody passes away and sometimes people will, like light a candle, I think like sometimes we need to like light a candle for our grief, you know, like mm. to mark like it, market. you know, and not just ignore that it's there, you know, like you're saying, like, I don't want to pretend that there's no elephant in the room, yeah, but like. I mean, there's the elephant, right. and the elephant's destroyed a lot of things. The elephant's also sometimes... <laughs> that elephant is you know, not but, okay. but, but there's also been some good things that have come out about the elephant, where it's just like, oh, we've all learned yes. a lot more about elephant maintenance, and, uh, <laughs> you know, that there's just... <laughs> we have learned a lot about elephants, that's true grateful for (laughs) you know a clean home or like you know that like not all the things are broken or you know the people that are helping us with the elephant um there's a nice you know (laughs) but i think like lighting a candle in in theory or even like on purpose like is kind of just like airing your grief but like not like carrying it around with you all the time where it's not like Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think it's important to talk about it and to like grieve it, but like also allow room for the good and the joy and, you know, finding what's been beautiful during this time. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And I think it's important to, to, to not like, I feel like we can't should ourselves into mm. feeling better really <laughs> about anything. <laughs> like it just, we don't work that way. <laughs> like, you should be over this or you should be able to deal with this better or you should be able to keep going with your normal life uh and you know like it's just Mm -hmm. we don't work that way and I think that leads to a lot of like shame and then like guilt because we're not doing the things that we think we should be when in fact like no nobody and god is certainly not telling us that we Mm -hmm. should be able to do this um So I just think like bringing both of those things with you as you go to spend time with God is really important and just being like vulnerable and honest and saying like right now I'm holding a lot of grief and I'm also holding on to a lot of hope. Like 
I want these good things. I believe that you're going to bring them about, but like, I also I also have this whole <laughs> elephant that I don't know what to do with. Yeah, but <laughs> like adulthood is like managing expectations um, in general. But then, like, yeah. as a, as a person of faith, it's like okay, giving those expectations to the Lord. All right. So, okay, getting back to the <laughs> cookie discussion from a minute ago. <laughs> What is your favorite Christmas cookie? Mexican Go. wedding cookies. Oh, yes. They're also mm-hmm. called Russian tea cookies. Yeah. So they're, they're also, okay. they have like, like not associated with the country names, like walnut or chestnut, not chestnut, what are those? Cashew, nougat, whatever. But Pecan. they are not those weird divinity cookies that are not cookies. They're like weird marshmallow gross guys that look exactly the same. I have made the mistake of buying them and being so, so excited. And they are terrible. Yeah, they're my favorite cookies. So when I got these, like, oh, maybe they're just called Divinity, whatever. No, they're gross. They're not divine. Noted. Russian tea cookies are high up there on Mm -hmm. my Christmas cookie list. Um, But I'm trying to think. Oh, my family always makes or usually has kolachkis mm-hmm. around Christmas time. Have either of you ever no. had kolachkis? Could you describe it? It's like a little bit of jam in a pastry blankie. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> is that a good description? Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That I is. Have had I know those. what you're talking about now. I just called the. <laughs> I always just called them like thumbprint cookies because it's like there's like well, a thumbprint no, in the middle. It's not, and a, there's... it's not a thumbprint cookie. It's yeah, a clotchy. It like actually looks it's like a blanket. A yeah, it's a clotchy. No, it's, it's it? Polish. You're thinking of a thumbprint cookie. <sighs> I'm talking about If clotchy. you look it up uh, on the internet. <laughs> and I've never had way. a clotchy. Even if you spell it wrong. Yeah. You'll have to give, oh. it, give it a good I'll look later. it up later. What is your favorite Christmas cookie, Ian? I am basic and I'm a fan of like the sugar cookies with the Hershey's kiss on it. Oh, those are good. Those are, those are my favorite. My stepmom, Teresa, shout out to Teresa makes so many different kinds of cookies, but I just sugar cookies. I'm used to them being peanut butter cookies with the kisses on them. It can be peanut butter or sugar. Um, so she'll do a peanut butter or she'll do like vanilla. And you prefer the vanilla. So, I like the vanilla ones. I also like the peanut butter ones, but I mean, they're just, you could just pop them and just eat so many. Now I'm going to really try hungry. and remember to ask each of uh, our people that we talk to on these episodes what their favorite Christmas cookie is. I hope is forget. that our running theme question? Apparently. As of All right. Now. I'm here for it. New new segment. We're getting rid of Confession <laughs> Corner. We're doing Christmas cookies. Confession Corner really died oh. off by the end. Um, I it feel did. like it was really fueled by Maddo's desire to get people Ooh. to talk about salacious things. Um, and then once he was no longer present, I feel like uh, it died. Do we have any Christmas confessions? Yeah. That's okay. Like that would be really juicy. Oh, any Christmas? I don't even know what a Christmas confession would be. It sounds like a good Christmas I don't movie know. that I would watch. And by good Christmas movie, I mean Christmas very confessions. Christmas movie. Sounds like a new Netflix movie that I would enjoy. All right, well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us and talking about hope. I hope 
that people listening mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And that's all. That's all I know. Yeah, I'm really glad that I got to come back. <laughs> all right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. For everyone listening, thank you as always for listening to Rachel and I go back and forth. And we had Sarah, which is super fun. If you have any questions about Advent, we talked about hope today. Um, and having hope is hard sometimes, but remember to. Um, Keep the tension of just remembering that we are allowed to rejoice in the good things and in God's promises, but we're also allowed to mourn, to light a candle for the things that kind of suck in our lives. That's okay, too. There is a season for everything, as Ecclesiastes would put it. But if you have any questions, remember to email us, lovepodloverockets at gmail.com. Follow us on our social medias. Remember to join us for our winter weeklies. The first one is also coming out the day you should be hearing this, which would be Wednesday, and it's going to be a Devo on Instagram. So if you haven't seen that yet, go check it out. And we'll talk to you soon. As promised, here is a snippet of the horrible audio we experienced for just a moment. Uh, So if you have sensitive ears and you don't want to hear that, uh, just fast forward to the end. Um, But we do want to put a warning in because it's... A little crazy. As my headphones. <laughs> that was possessed by a demon. What the what heck did it was sound that? Like? Oh my-